Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. First of all, thank you for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen of the day. But now we've got to talk about just my, my first thoughts, feelings, emotions about um, going into this Wake Forest game, about a potential of an upset and all those good things, and about something that is rather interesting, a thought that's come up about what does the thrashing that Louisville handed out to Wake Forest mean in terms of this game um, when we're talking NC State and and Wake Forest coming up here for homecoming, right? That question and more is going to be answered today on this episode of Locked on Wolfpack because I got an answer for that that I don't think everybody's going to like and everybody's not going to agree with, and that's all right with me. But we'll talk about, you know, again, first thoughts of how I'm feeling about this game as well as uh, what, what I think as far as did the Louisville game hurt state did it help state what happened along those lines in terms of uh wake forest and their mindset we'll talk about all that today on today's episode of locked on wolfpack you are locked on wolfpack your daily podcast on the nc state wolfpack part of the locked on podcast network your team every day so folks i think that we we need to uh start this thing off here i am feeling very good about this game and i i feel like there are certain things that just need to be thrown out there plainly that we need to all acknowledge as a thing and and not walk away from or go back from first thing first this needs to be this is and needs to remain MJ Morris's team. This needs to remain his team for the rest of uh, the season, point blank period. I don't care if he struggles. I don't care if he looks back. I don't care what's going on. This needs to be his team. And I'm going to say it from multiple perspectives. This needs to remain his team. First of all, quarterback of the future. If we're talking in terms of eligibility, Jack Chambers does not have enough left to be the quarterback of the future. Unless MJ Morris is showing you complete and utter nonsense to the point where you're like, what is going on? What are you looking at? Where are the reads? The, 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 the number one read on multiple plays was wide open and your, your eyes are going to the wrong place for what reason? Unless you see something that egregious, this needs to be his team. Again, the uh, fact of the matter is he has more time ahead of him. So let's start there, right? Let's start with the fact that you're building experience in live, in live real time with, again, live bullets flying at you, live rounds. You got to do the thing. You have to show up and play. In order to start there and, and go from a place of, you know, they talk about how impactful um, this recruiting class should be and, and how impactful these young guys should be. In order to start from that place, he has to be your guy. He has to be your guy, and he has to not be looking over his shoulder. And if I have two bad series in a row, is Jack going to come in and take my – no offense to Jack Chambers, I think we saw the ceiling. I think we saw the best that he can get under him. And, and this is not to knock him because he – Jack Chambers did play some some good football at times. He did uh, lead us on multiple drives that, that scored points against Syracuse. But if your ceiling is a drive that scores points and the other guy's ceiling is scoring touchdowns, and even if you want to say, well, Syracuse's defense is much better than Virginia Tech's, that's fair. That's fair. And it's it's fair to say, you know, that MJ Morris didn't look great against Syracuse either. But sometimes there's a thing that happens 
where the light kind of cuts on for a guy, where a guy who doesn't look great in a, a particular game or doesn't look great early, that light kind of cuts on and they start figuring it out and they start getting rolling. And then when they start doing that, all of a sudden it starts to snowball and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and there's more and more happening in terms of uh, how good that player looks. So I think that's that's my my first thought coming into this game. And my next thought is that State actually does have a chance to win this game. Like uh, originally, originally, when I did the the midseason grades and the midseason predictions and all that, I said that what I with what I had seen out of our offense, there was a slim to none chance that we had a shot in this game. And and Slim only had a couple of a couple of toes left in the door. He had on his coat, he put on the top hat, he was ready to go. But with what I saw out of this offense, combined with what I saw out of our defense, uh, with what I've seen out of our defense all year, the the game against Virginia Tech, I mean, statistically speaking, that was an aberration in terms of allowing too many points, allowing too many yards. And if you really look at that game, that's a game where Three quarters of that game, literally three quarters of that game, Virginia Tech did nothing. They couldn't piss a drop offensively. So you combine that with what our defense uh, looked like, with what our defense looked like all season. I mean, with what our offense looked like with MJ Morris when he started to fire and, and you know, kind of just let that thing fly. Which, by the way, what you know what, I'll, I'll say that for just a second here. But you combine those two things. This team has a chance. This team has a chance at winning this game. And and also, another thing that plays in that is how, how Wake Forest looked last week. How Wake Forest looked last week. I, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I warned everybody that, like, that suspect defense was going to catch up to him at some point in time, and the reality was you're not going to get away with your offense putting up 40, basically 35, 40 a game every game. That's not realistic. And to carry that over two years, and granted, there were a ton of turnovers. So the defense was not helped at all, giving the uh, giving the Louisville offense short fields, giving the Louisville offense, um, you know, very, very short fields and, and the opportunity to um, basically score on defense. It's not fun. It's not easy. Nobody is saying, well, you know, that, that defense is all that mattered there. Nobody's saying that. But what I am saying is this. The reality is, um, if you're talking about, if you're looking at this game and talking about, well, what what do you take away from this? I think my takeaway was was very different from most people's, but the reality is that team that we saw, that is a, a version of them that exists. Just like there's a version of us that only scored nine points in a game. That's both both of our teams exist, these versions of our teams exist. Point blank period. So now the question is, um, how does State follow up that performance and how does Wake Forest bounce back? But again, I'm, I'm looking at this game and I'm saying the combination of things that I saw last week, what I've seen from this team so far this season, what I've seen from Wake Forest so far this season, what I've seen from both teams so far tells me that this is not a game that anybody should be looking at and saying, oh man, that's it. This, is, this, this game is, is all over. This season is all over. After what we saw with Boston College losing the U, this season is is very, very, very far from over. 
And I talked about UConn and how unserious of an outfit they were or looked like when NC State played them. So, and with that being said, when I look at this uh, Wake Forest NC State game again, those are those are my initial feelings. This has to be MJ Morris's team. This has to be has to be no looking over shoulder. Has to be no hey, listen, MJ, you're the guy. Jack, you're running with the twos. You're running with scouting. Whatever the case may be, MJ, you're the guy. That's that's my first takeaway. Second takeaway, we've got a shot in this thing. There's a there's a very very real shot in this thing, and and that's again based on the combination of things that I've seen this season. We have a very, very real shot in this football game. And I'm I'm going to tell you this. I don't think that with, when I look at this game and I say that and I see that people are saying, you know, Wake Forest is always a tough out for us and that's always a, a hard game for us. Like I said, this Wake Forest team showed cracks that existed for a very long time. Showed things had existed for a very long time and so now it's about well how does state find a way to exploit those things how does state find a way because and and let's not make any bones about this wake forest until that third quarter where the wheels kind of just fell off wake forest was leading this game 14 13 and a half right but Eight turnovers is eight turnovers is eight turnovers. Like there's there's no way around that. There is no way around uh, your starter throwing three picks and your backup throwing one as well. There's no way around four fumbles happening. There's no way around that. So, and we're we're gonna get into um, the the my thoughts, personal thoughts and beliefs on like how does how does Wake Forest coming out of that loss? How does that affect State? But to wrap up you know, segment one here and, and what I'm getting into as far as these points go, it's very simple and very clear. This this is a game in which NC State has a chance. This is a season in which it's not over. We've got a shot. Has to be MJ's team. And we got to go out there with the confidence that we can do this and we can win this homecoming game. Those things just have to happen. We got to bet on ourselves. Oh, and I, I'm sorry, the third thing that I kept wanting to say and it kept slipping my mind, We've got to push the ball downfield. MJ Morris looked great pushing the ball downfield. The first deep pass he attempted was nearly picked off. And you know what I said when I saw it? You can go check my Twitter. I said, I don't care if it was almost picked off. We need to keep doing it. We need to keep pushing the ball downfield. Because at the end of the day, the a, a defense that only has to worry about a very limited amount of things is a defense that can play fast, that can attack, especially when those limited amount of things are run game and short pass. If all I got to worry about is the run game and the short pass, you've given me the least amount of field possible to cover. If that's all I got to do, hey, defensive backs, jump everything. Jump it all. I don't care what they got going on. Jump it all. I don't care what they have going on. Sit on it. Sit on every route. Sit on whatever their first cut is. React. Go immediately Get your eyes into the backfield because that ball is going to be coming out your way. And in, in the run game, hey, we know what we've got to do. We're not leaving a bunch of – we're not leaving two safeties high. We're not playing cover four. We are having guys in the box. We're going single high or maybe even cover zero. Stop the run. So with that being said, the ability to push the ball downfield, again, even if it's not super successful, has to happen. has to be there. If this team uh, wants to to have a shot, not just in this game – we're going forward for the rest of the season. 
And again, that, that comes with the territory of betting on yourself and believing in yourself. And speaking of betting, I've got to talk to you all about betonline.net. It is your number one source for all your sports betting uh, and for football and basketball at the start of this new season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So, folks, we're going to uh, get on, get into the the how I believe that this Wake Forest loss um, or upset and this pretty much demolishing by Louisville. Uh, affects state's chance to win this game. Joe Giglio of uh, the News and Observer said that uh, this is the worst case scenario for state. And I strongly disagree. I strongly, strongly, strongly disagree. And I want to look at Syracuse for a second here, okay? And this is not a knock on Syracuse. They've played above their heads all season. They deserve all the respect and love that they've gotten all season. They beat who was in front of them all season until Clemson and Notre Dame. So this is not to, they beat State. This is not to disrespect this team. The reality is people always say, well, you know, if you get a team off a loss, that's a pissed off, that's a motivated, that's a, yeah, sure. Yeah, they're going to be motivated. They're going to want to play their best game, all that good stuff. That only matters if that team that you're playing is head and shoulders better than you. If they're one of the, when you get one of the best teams in the nation and they lose a game that they probably shouldn't have lost, and then you're the team that, you know, you're, it was already going to be a tall order before, but you've got them pissed off. Oh man, that's, that's a different thing than if you are at the level or even above the level of talent of your opponent. And they're coming off a loss. Because now, the difference between those two things is this. The team coming off the loss that is head and shoulders better, there's no doubt. There's like, all right, we're going to go out there and we're going to take out our loss. We're going to just destroy these guys in front of us. The team that's like on the same level, sometimes it can be a bit of a confidence shaker. Sometimes it can be a moment where you're looking up and you're like, oh, man, are we as good? Are we... Are we everything that we thought? Is this what what's what's going on here? And I'm gonna tell you, if NC State comes out and plays the right way, we have the pieces to make this a very good matchup. We have the guys, our defensive backs outside of just last quarter against I'm I'm sorry, the third quarter against Virginia Tech have looked very good all season. Outstanding, if you will, all season, all season. Our linebackers, one of the most highly touted groups in the nation, and they've shown it. Our defensive line, they have not been slouches either. They have shown up, and I'm going to tell you, Davin Van Van has been a revelation off that edge. Savion Jackson and Darden have both been good. Clark has been good. Uh, The the, the big fella that wears zero has been good. He lost a bunch of weight. Josh Harris has lost some weight and looks good. This is a defense that can make it tough on Hartman. 
And their defense has problems getting stops at times. They're, the pieces are there. I'm not looking at this loss for, uh, against Louisville and saying, oh, man, that's a great team that's going to come in pissed off. They're, gonna, they're so good. They've got so many guys. They're bigger than us. They're stronger than us. They're faster than us. Just getting off the bus, you can see the difference. Those are normally the situations where you say a team coming in off a loss is a worst-case scenario. When a team is just big, strong, physical, just dominant, just everything that you don't have, right? Like, yeah, they put their pants on one leg at a time, too, but their belt loops are a little further apart if you catch my drift, right? Like, yeah, they put their, their shirt on one arm at a time, but their biceps fit a little tighter in that shirt than your guys do. Yes. In that situation, you don't want to see that team coming off a loss because that is a team that, again, they are better than you. And if that game is close, that means that they have played down to you. It's different when that team is on your level. It's different when that team is like, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, again, you got two teams, number one, trending in opposite directions. Number two, that is a way for his team that, they love to play the, you know, nobody likes us in the media. Woe is us. You know, we know we don't get any love or respect. And Sam Harmon doesn't get any love for the Heisman race and, you know, all this and all that. Again, that is the type of team. That is not the type of team that you're like, oh, my God, they're coming off a loss. Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm saying, even with me saying all this, I'm not saying that it's impossible that that Wake Forest team comes in and wins the game or dominates. I'm not saying that's impossible. What I'm saying is I I am very firmly not in the camp of like, yeah, them losing to Louisville was the worst thing that could have happened to State. Because, again, for certain teams, that loss pisses them off and you think, man, oh, boy, it's going to be tough to get that team. Because, again, they just – man for man, guy for guy, they just have more talent. They just have more dudes. They just – yeah, it's tough. But there are also teams that play above their head or – you know, are like a little better than people thought or like are they they don't necessarily have the talent, but they have a good system, whatever the case may be. That is like, I mean, they them losing the game could be more of a detriment to their confidence than it is like we're going to come out with them and vigor pissed off and and show greatness in the next game. It's it's a reality and it's a possibility. That's just a that's just a deal that you're looking at there. And it's I think that it wouldn't be smart to assume well, every team that comes off of L, all of a sudden they just show up, show out, and be great. Because even if we're, again, if we're looking at what this team did against Florida State after their loss against Clemson, they started off a little slowly, but they, at the end of the day, Florida State had some fumbling problems of their own. And that was what ended up, uh, that was what ended up getting Wake Forest to win there. Right? That's the reality. The same can be said of, and they couldn't stop Justice Ellison, of course. The same can be said of, of, or the same could possibly be expected of Wake Forest in this game. You could expect that it, this this Wake Forest team might not come out guns blazing, just dominating and showing it there. But this could be a close game all the way through, or this could be a team that looks like a shell of themselves that lets one loss turn into two. You don't know. You don't know. But I don't feel like this is a game where, again. I think that Giglio is blowing it out of proportion, saying, like, that's the worst-case scenario for State. That's just my personal opinion. But, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, we'll be back in just a second after a word from our sponsors. 
For the rest of the week, we'll be getting into the breakdown of the position groups, of predictions, of we'll have a few guests on as well um, for this special homecoming game that we got coming up. Uh, it's top 20 matchup. It's, it's a ranked matchup and all that good stuff. You love to see it. We're going to talk about all that throughout the week. But again, just to recap what we talked about today. First thing first, I don't think um, I don't think that that we need to have any more question or concern about should this be a, a quarterback competition? Should both quarterbacks play? No. MJ Morris is the guy. Ride him. That's the guy. Ride with him. As long as he's healthy, ride with him. That's your guy. Point blank. Period. The next thing from that, uh, we got a chance in this game. I don't. I don't know why people are. Some folks are acting like there's there's no shot and we're going to get blown out and all that. Stuff. That's madness. Third thing, we need to let it fly. We need to let it rip. We need to let MJ throw the ball downfield. Timmons looked good, good on the receiving end of those deep balls um, all game from uh, from Morris. So we need to keep that going. We need to not ask the question of, well, do we? Do we want to throw it up or do we do we want to be conservative? Man, let that thing fly. Let that thing fly. Let Thayer Thomas do his thing working underneath. Let Devin Carter do his thing taking them deep. Let uh, Terrell Timmons do his thing taking them deep. Let the ball fly. Point blank, period. Aside from that, I don't think that uh, Wake Forest being upset – by Louisville in the way that they were. I don't think that's a bad thing for State. I don't think that's something the State needs to look at and say, oh, man, we're shaking in our boots now. I think that that should be a confidence boost in that that's a good team over there. So you got to be on your P's and Q's, but they're beatable. It's possible. It's possible. And I know some people are going to look up and say, well, Ken, we we barely beat a a Virginia Tech team that only has uh, two wins on the season. Sure. Sure, absolutely. That doesn't mean much considering – this is a true freshman quarterback who honestly and truly, even in this game, did not get his first ever start. Jack Chambers started the game. He came, Morris came off the bench. So we finally are giving him the reins. We're finally telling him he's going to get game plan as the quarterback this week, or at least he should. He should. I, that's my personal opinion. That's my Any coach that's worth their weight in dog crap would know he's the guy for the rest of the week. Point blank period. So with that being said, I think that this this is a situation where, you know, we need to we need to go ahead and, and understand we're gonna ride our hot hand. We're gonna let that thing fly. We're gonna go out there, we're gonna have fun. And you know what? We're gonna expect to win. We're gonna expect our defense to show up in a major way. We're gonna expect for our corners to say, we played so poorly last year. We cost this team the game. There were so many third and longs. There were so many fourth and longs where we wet the bed and cost this team the game. We just saw from Louisville's DBs. I don't think the Louisville's DBs are better than ours. I don't think that the guys from that team are that much better than us to where they can force turnover after turnover after turnover after turnover, and we can't. I think that this team needs to go into this game with confidence that they're going to win it. Let that thing fly. Let it rip defensively. Go out there. Be prepared to make some plays. And and understand that, again, this is a good team. This is a good way for us team that you're going up against. Respect them. Prepare the right way. Prepare as if you're preparing for a top 20 team in the nation. Prepare in that regard. But don't go in with any fear and trepidation. The Carter's going to be rocking. 
It's going to be ruckus. It's going to be loud. I'm not getting into who needs to, you know, should leave early, should leave early. I'm not getting into all that. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. But the Carter's going to be ruckus. We saw 10 false starts from Virginia Tech last game. We need to see something similar to this game. Wolfpack Nation, show up and show out. I want to see some madness, some bedlam again in this game. Let's get into it, all right? Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single month. Like I said, it, it's I keep hitting new highs. I keep hitting uh, new new goals in terms of amount of listeners, time listening and all that. And I, I appreciate y'all every single time, Wolfpack Nation. Y'all don't have to show up, but you do. And I appreciate y'all. I am, I am just, my heart is filled with gratitude to, towards y'all for it. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.